was uh, so yeah, we were all like a you know family. We were eating cereal, you know, eating cereal at, at the dinner t- at the dinner table or whatever, and we we're like talking. And my 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 daddy's like, you know, so I heard this and blah blah, blah. and I'm like, please don't make me go out with you guys. And uh, and then this gorilla comes in and just like frightens everybody, and everybody's all ah, and he 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 like splashes cereal in our in my face, and it was so cool because it was really he really did splash cereal literally in my face. This is Kids CEO, the show about kids who are swimming against the tide. From entrepreneurs to authors to philanthropists, Kids CEO is showing the world what kids can do. I'm Benjamin Wong, and on today's episode, we're talking to Ariana Fox, the 12-year-old best-selling author who even had one of her books, False Awakening, just turned into a full-blown movie. Alright, let's run a bit of a recap for some of our previous Kid CEO guests. We had the Serevia sisters and Kid Everest, then we moved into Mallory Martin from People Popsland, and the other three, um, I think it was Kavanaugh, Chloe, and Jaquil, those were all nonprofits. But we are missing an author. And there are so many accomplished kid authors. One of our missions at Kid CEO is to prove that there is nothing kids can't do. And having an author on the show is just adding to that mission. Today we're talking to Ariana Fox. She first wrote her book at age 6 years old and it was a fan fiction. I don't know about you all, I'm pretty sure I didn't even know how to write when I was 6 years old. but. She then turned into her book Princess Chronicles, which was actually a published book, and then more recently, her book False Awakening, which has actually become a bestseller. To be a little transparent with you all, I recorded this episode a little late, but it actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Recently, Ariana announced on her Instagram that her book False Awakening is being picked up to be turned into an actual movie, which is amazing. So make sure you stay tuned with that. But without further ado, let's hop into this episode because you will not want to miss it. was very very fun and exciting my um as as you know being raised by my parents they always always taught me to use my imagination and to always you know they they helped me to kind of find what niche or niche i liked um you know in uh, in careers and everything and so yeah my, my early childhood was a whole lot of fun and so is this childhood as well um but yeah it's yeah it's, it was a lot of fun and a lot of a big learning experience and super exciting too Would you say that your childhood was pretty different than most other ordinary kids? 
<laughs> well, uh, in a way, yes, and in a way, no. Um, in a way, yes, because I'm actually homeschooled, um, and so uh, most of the people around where I am, uh, they're you know public schooled and stuff. And I was able to, and then as I grew up and stuff, I was able to do more um, of my career-oriented things. And sometimes I would be spending days doing doing certain things, like pre prepping for a speech or doing an acting monologue or you know certain things like that. And so it was definitely different than most kids. But the in a way, no, because there are a lot of homeschoolers out there and number two there are also a lot of people as well that are you know child prodigies that also work this way they, they work they use school days and they work you know um and so I, I would definitely say yes and no um in in some ways yeah in some ways not really <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm not your average kid but i'm also not too above average not too crazy <laughs> Yeah, Ariana, I have to say, when I was doing research on you, just like I do research on other kids' CEO guests, I kind of made a prediction that you would be homeschooled. And here's why. Out of the past five kids' CEO guests, I don't have the exact number, but I'm pretty sure some, or the majority of them, were homeschooled. Um, and here's why I think that. When you're doing, for example, take you, when you're doing all this motivational speaking and writing, it can be difficult and kind of awkward to, you know, be leaving school so much. So my question to you is, do you think you could be able to do all the work that you do in a public school environment? That is a good question. Um, I would say it would definitely be much harder. And plus, I would I would hate it because I enjoy and I love homeschooling. I really do. It's a it's a lot of fun, um, and it's a lot of education too. Um, but I would say I would say as far as doing everything I'm doing, it would definitely make things harder because there's much more of a strict schedule of okay, this happens, that happens, that happens. I would probably have to use most of like a summer vacation or break time, you know, to do most of the things I'm doing, or at least study and things like that. Um, but, you know. But um, and still have time to, you know, play and be a normal kid and all that. So uh, I think it would definitely be much harder. I, w I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. It, it would be kind of difficult to only work in the summers. So being an only child, it, it kind of influenced you into your parents, family business splash design works. Uh, can you explain how you got into the company? Well, it was actually, it's pretty funny, but ever since I was actually probably about six years old, um, I would, um, um, I would always like, uh, be going around. In fact, it was really funny when I was six years old, my parents would take me to these chamber mixers, um, like, you know, business chamber mixers and meet other people. And basically it, it was ever since I was young that they did this. But when I was six years old, I was actually able to like give people like, like the spiel, you know, what we did, you know, what we do and stuff. And, um, it was just hilarious. People loved it and stuff. And, uh, ever since then, I pretty much would be going around and giving, you know, the, giving the spiel and giving business cards and talking about what we do and, all that kind of stuff, asking them questions about what they do, all that kind of thing, all that kind of stuff, and um, and so then ever then after that, then my my parents and I decided to open up sort of a a, a certain section of Splash Design Works. We used used to always do you know the normal like logo for us for logos, websites, graphic design, radio and video commercials, all that. But we decided to open up the digital marketing and social media aspect of it because people have been asking for a long time. Oh, do you? 
you guys do social media? We're like, no. So now we're like, okay, let's do social media. And so when we started that, then they were, they basically gave all of us titles. Daddy's the design dude. Mommy is the uh, savvy socialite and I the social samurai. And so we all basically pitched in to help uh, the, the, the whole social media thing and knowing different parts. Like I'm more savvy on Twitter and Instagram while my mommy's more savvy on the Facebook algorithm and my daddy's the design dude. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, I would, I would probably say that was that was how the, the the samurai part started but I always decided to get in the family business because that was always just kind of normal for me that was a big thing for me and it was a whole lot of fun too and I always enjoyed it so Ariana now you're six years old and you're now part of the family business outside of work hours did you guys talk about business a lot yes definitely I would say one of the things that <laughs> excuse me one of the things that my uh, uh my parents and i talked about that a lot of regular schools and teachers didn't really teach is entrepreneurship and business and they suggested entrepreneurship and talked about it we talked about it often at you know at, for me at a young age and that's kind of how I got started with big ideas anyway. I don't know if that was another question, but it's, it was, you know, it's always been an option was, you know, entrepreneurship and business. And we talked about that often. And then especially after I started my business, big ideas, kid coaching, um, which is, uh, uh, basically an inspirational speaking, inspiring, uh, and kid coaching business, basically. Um, then ever since then, then that was kind of a very common thing as well. Um, we still talk about business all the time. We talk about business decisions. We, you know, even, even big business decisions, it's all between us. It's between my daddy, my mommy and me. And we all like, we all pitch in to help decide, you know, it's, it's all of us. So I think that's awesome. Hmm. You know, as an only child, you know, with parents who are also entrepreneurs, I, I can definitely see that. You know, my parents are entrepreneurs, but I have two sisters who could honestly care less about business. So you wrote your first book when you were six years old. What was that about? So my first published writing is The Princess Chronicles, but my first writing ever that I can remem remember, and I'm not sure if this is my first writing because I wrote so way back that it was I was so young when I started. Uh, I don't quite remember if this was it, but I do know one of the first things I ever wrote was a short fan fiction, actually, a fan fiction of uh, Pixie Hollow. I was so into it that time, and I still love it, but so, so I was so into that. Disney fairies, Pixie Hollow. And it was a fan fiction called I Am Rosetta, based off one of the characters. And where I found the inspiration for that is I had, maybe I might have had a dream or something, but I, I knew I wanted to write this story that seemed really, really cool. I had I actually have like a little bit of a plot in mind, and I love Disney fairies, and I'm like, let's do it. Um, but after that, I would say my first, like, uh, other than fan fictions, because I wrote a lot of those when I was young, before I even realized that that was called fan fiction, I just wrote off of stuff. Um, but I think my first canon or my own original thing would probably be The Princess Chronicles. And that would be what I published, re-edited and published, uh, I think about 12 years old. Or, no, no, uh, nine, I think, nine years old. Um, and that that was about, basically a book about uh, these children, uh, about these princesses, it's a children's book about these princesses that are learning kindness, friendship, forgiveness, all those important qualities, trust and teamwork. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I think the book did so well was because of those values showing that even princesses can have manners. At that time, were you already set on wanting to be an author one day? Yes, absolutely. Ever since I was young, I had pretty much two passions. One was to inspire people. I just didn't know how. 
I did, I, excuse me, I just didn't know how at the time. And, um, and so, you know, fast forward to years later, that's how I started Big Ideas. But the second passion was writing. And um, I would definitely say that ever since I was young, writing was like the biggest thing. I also loved acting and doing other things as well. I even had what I called production, where I would basically, uh, I would just act out all these different characters and stuff. But I knew that the biggest thing I wanted to do was to be an author when I grew up. That's the only problem though. I wanted to be an author when I grew up. And so I told this to my parents once. I said, I said, oh, you know, I want to be an author when I grow up. And they're like, why when you grow up? Why not now? Why not start now? That's kind of how I started The Princess Chronicles is because they're like, why not start now? You can start and write a book and publish it now, you know? So like I said, it took a few years to get the illustrations done, but at the same time, that's, that's how I started. Ariana, that's perfect spot on from your parents. You know, if you want to be a basketball player, don't wait. Why can't you be a basketball player now? Now, as a writer, I would assume that one of your favorite subjects in school was English? Capital Y, capital E, capital S. Yes. <laughs> um, absolutely. Ever since I was young, it was actually, now it's called English because of my grade. But back then when I was um, in the lower grades, they actually called it with the homeschool um, project I did, they called it language arts. And that was my favorite. That was like my total favorite um, subject because, but I love everything about English and now it's all in English. So that's 100% my favorite subject. I love everything in it from reading to writing to uh, grammar and to, uh, you know, the, the like parts of speech and all that. Um, and to, there was another one that's in English. I forget what it is, but there's basically everything English related, even just, even just the study of language, to be honest with you, language is a big, big, big um, passion for me. And I, I'm actually uh, uh, learning Spanish and French right now. And I am very familiar with the language of Catalan. Um, but it's, uh, it's you know, <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what Catalan is, don't worry, you're not the first to not know. Um, it's a, it's from, it comes from like a small, tiny little place. Um, but I will definitely say that, uh, yeah, English is definitely my favorite subject. And I would say, although I love all the subjects, I don't really have a least favorite. Yeah, Arviana, personally, I like hate English. No offense to all my English teachers out there. But, you know, it's just not something that I'm passionate about, uh, I guess. But would you say in general that school came easy for you? That's funny. That's a great question. I would say school came actually very easy to me because um, ever since I was young, I loved I loved school, loved homeschool. Uh, sometimes my, my parents had to, uh, like, when I was young, I had to... Uh, I was very hyper, right? Let's just, let's put it that way. I was very hyper. So my parents came up with a really, really good idea of basically doing quote extreme time, which is basically physical education, PE, but like to maybe a second degree and like wild, you know, be wild, go down, you know, to the basement or the living room or wherever we got a lot of room and just be wild, run around, have fun, do production. Woo, woo, woo. And then I would get all the energy out so that way I could sit down and focus on schoolwork. So after that happened, then I could totally ace school very, very easily. And yeah, it came very easily to me because I, I love, I love school. Absolutely. 100%. Extreme time. Hmm, that's a pretty interesting concept, but it makes sense. So, as a writer, I would assume you read a lot. What were some of your favorite books growing up? That's a good question. Growing up, I actually let, here's here's a here's a a, a, a fun 
fun uh, thing you probably didn't didn't uh, expect me to say. When I was younger, I actually didn't really like to read, and not as much. Uh, it was okay. I liked certain books. It was cool. I'm like, all right, I'll read it. It's fine. I'm not like I don't hate it. It's, I don't have detested or anything. But I would so much rather write than read, and that was just like I would rather come up with my own stories rather than read the boring stories of somebody else, you know. But then for after years and years i i will never forget this i went um it was very recently actually probably about either like a, maybe a few months ago and i went to barnes and noble you know a bookstore and I found, I, I've always loved like Sherlock Holmes, you know, the, the movies and I've never read the books, but I've always loved the movies and I, I always loved the character, the tech, you know, detectives and mysteries and all that. And so I found the last book of the Sherlock Holmes series by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the original, um, the return of Sherlock Holmes is what it's called. And I found it in uh, Barnes and Noble. I picked it up. And I was like, why not? Why not just read this a little bit? And when I went back to the area where my parents were and I sat down and I started reading, the book like pulled me in. I felt like a hook, like it was just grappling me in. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I never realized it, but my love for books is actually in the classics. And I never knew that when I was young because I didn't read a lot of classics, but I realized that I love the classics, you know, uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes, or even for school, I actually read um, an extremely awesome book um, called Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne. I loved that one. That was amazing. Um, that and Sherlock Holmes, and I love a few others that are not classics that are modern, but my favorites are the classics. And that's how I kind of was able to figure out, oh, I actually do like reading. I just didn't realize the books that I loved yet, you know, and I think that was awesome. Boom. I think you just solved what every single English teacher in the world is looking for. It's not about a kid who doesn't like reading, it's that there just are not a book that fits their needs. You just crack the code, Ariana. This is a, a kind of weird question. How often do you think you go to Barnes and Nobles a week? That's a good question. Um, hmm, I, we, well, we used to go to the mall where Barnes and Noble is. We used to go to the, that mall almost every weekend. Um, and so in that case, I would probably say, um, we would sometimes skip Barnes and Noble. So I would say probably every other weekend. So that would be like a lot. <laughs> I would say, I don't know how much that would be, but probably every other weekend. Recently it's died down a bit because of COVID-19 and all that. And the malls have been closed. Now they're open, which is so great. And we actually just went like last weekend to uh, that mall and Barnes and Noble where a little bit of a self-promotion here, but I'm so, so excited that like last last weekend um, at that Barnes & Noble I was telling you about, my book, False Awakening, has uh, was actually there in the young adult and fantasy um, section and also is in the like summer reads big table at the front. And I'm so, so excited. It's at the Christiana Mall. If anybody is near there and wants to check it out, my book is in there. Woo um, but yeah, anyway, so we would go there a lot, definitely. <laughs> All right, now we've transitioned into the subject of Ariana's acting. All right, so in this time, you were doing so many different hobbies. You were doing acting, you were doing writing, um, inspirational speaking. At this time, how would you prioritize your different hobbies? And even you can consider them jobs. I would probably say at that yeah. time, it would be writing number one, uh, speaking number two, because I was actually doing a lot of inspirational speaking as well, motivational speaking and, um, and speaking to high school students, all that stuff. And, um, then I would definitely say acting number three and, uh, also voiceover acting would probably be, uh, tied with that. Um, and right now that's also number three is voiceover acting. Um, and, 
I think that would probably be what it would be at the time. Uh, right now, it's probably writing number one, speaking number two, voiceover acting number three for me. Um, and trying to think of what, what else I, I, I do, interviewing and stuff as well. So yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all like, you know, pretty high up priority for me, you know. For the listeners, Aubriana has been in a couple of commercials and projects. So this is a pretty exciting bit. Yeah, I, I would definitely say it was something I wanted to do because um, ever since I was young, like I told you, I would do production and I would make up characters. I would be like, okay, I'm this person, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm that person, blah, 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 blah. And I would just go back and forth. And guess what? I still do that. Um, but, you know, it's it's really awesome. Um, I loved acting ever since I was really young. And I even said before, I want to be an actress. That was one of my biggest things. Right now, I'm focusing on like a lot of other things right now, like the speaking and writing side of things. But I'm also always kind of you know open if there is anything specific for acting but yeah it's it's both really because I acting is a great experience and I had a great experience on set several times and it, it's awesome so I definitely have the experience now especially of you know casting and how it works and everything it's really good to know um and uh and but I also did definitely want to do it yeah all right, we're going to take a quick pause, but when we come back, we're continuing Ariana's journey. She'll be releasing her first book and get into motivational speaking. I'm Benjamin Wong. This is Kid CEO. Stay tuned. Hey, Ben here. Did you guys know that I have a second podcast called Fireflies, where we seek to introduce kids to the vastly complicated world of politics through bipartisan, solution-based discussions? Just last week, we had 15-year-olds Alexis and Donovan debate police reform, and it was one of the most exciting episodes yet. So if you want to support me and the podcast, just go check it out at kidfinity.co slash fireflies. Thanks! Hey, welcome back to Kids CEO. This is Benjamin Wong here, and we're talking to Ariana Fox today, the author and motivational speaker behind books such as False Awakening. For the listeners, all you need to know is that right now we're talking about her book, The Princess Chronicles, which was her first published book. So, um, like I mentioned, you know, my parents uh, told me that it was told me that it was never too too early to start and uh for the the idea of the book itself i would probably say that at the time it was just kind of a really big passion for me because i knew that a lot of kids they don't really know you know morals or or you know uh really good qualities you know like like trust and teamwork and and uh, helping each other and forgiveness and all those things that are extremely important but not a lot of kids really know that or if they know that then it's been forced onto them by parents and they're like i don't want to know it and they and they rebel against it you know and i think that that i was able to that i wanted to inspire people through the writing and help them to learn that through my writing i think that was kind of the biggest uh, idea or inspiration for for that for the prince of prodigals Ariana, with your first book, like actually published, did you still spend a lot of time at the family business? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we would still, my parents and I would still uh, go to, uh, to to chamber mixers and, you know, 
so we would say our spiel, we would meet people, and now I'm older, so I was able to really participate and interact more with people. Because when I was younger, really, it was just like, hi, I'm Ariana Fox. We do logos and websites and graphic designer, and that's great. But when I'm older, I was actually able to have more in-depth conversations with people, and I was actually able to really relate to, to adults more, because I can relate to adults really, really well. And so I can be like, okay, so yeah, so what does your business do? You know, oh, that's great, that's awesome. So yeah, our business does this. And you know, so it's able to actually uh, have more in-depth conversations rather than just like a script or you know a little spiel which is so awesome and you know for for me to say at a young age but as I got older I was able to actually participate more and do more with the business as well even like in the non-social aspect with the social media and the, the logos I even helped daddy out with a with a few WordPress sites you know and with websites I was actually able to help out with a few pages and stuff and so I think that's really cool I definitely kept doing splash design because I still am hmm you know Ariana it's kind of cool how Splash Design Works isn't like, isn't like, um, for example, if your parents did a writing company, it would make sense that you spent a lot of time there. But Splash Design Works wasn't really related to your writing. But the fact that you still enjoyed it showed how well rounded you are. Now, this was the time when you started to do motivational speaking, right? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, probably around that time was around when I did the Princess Chronicles was around that time. I was around nine years old or 10 years old when suddenly I, 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 like I said, I always had that passion to inspire people. The only problem was that I didn't quite know how. And so when I was, uh, when I, I woke up this one morning and, um, my parents were like, you know what, what if you become a motivational speaker. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's brilliant. So, you know, they're like, that's a great idea. You know, I'm, that's, that's amazing because it's a big idea, you know, because I, I absolutely loved, I, it culminated with that passion that I had. And so I was like, yes, let's do it. And, um, my daddy, of course, you know, a graphic design dude, he, he started on the logos and started making the logo and the website and got, got my site for me and everything. And um, it was really, really, really cool. And it was a great experience. And now I actually have Big Ideas Kikochi as like an official business. Um, and it's like a now, you know, an actual business, not just like, oh, you know, little endeavor. It's a real business now. So that's really cool. Um, but I would, yeah, I think that was around the time when I started. Ariana, I love how your parents always can encourage you to, you know, make all your dreams into a reality right now instead of waiting. And I think that's one of the biggest parts in your success. Okay, Ariana, I am a high schooler. I'm like 300 high schoolers. You are now speaking in front of me. How do you start your speech? Okay, so... Uh, like there are many different ways I could open all kinds of different ways But the last one I did for a high school was uh, this so I would get the audience hyped up and excited Have them stand on your feet. So I'd say you know, stand on your feet Woo! And I'd say if you have a dream in your heart shout. Oh, yeah, they'll go Oh, yeah, if you know that nobody can stop you shout. Oh, yeah, they'll go. Oh, yeah And then I'll say if you're happy to get out of class then shout. Oh, yeah <laughs> And they'll probably be like, oh, yeah, but um, so then I clap my hands I'm like Woo! and basically get them all energized They're like I said there are many different ways that can open from funny and humorous to full of energy to deep and thoughtful to you know any kinds of things but for the audience if it's a group of high schoolers well to get teens attention you really need to get their attention you know I know this as a teen as well but for a lot of people you can't just start off blandly you know like hi my name is Ariana Fox you know you can't start like that you have to say you know so I so that's what I did last time and it worked out really well and I actually got really good feedback from it people were saying wow I love how she just got us all up and round you know rounded us up and said let's do it you know I love that so that, that was that was great
Oh yeah, Ariana, I think it's amazing what you're able to do with people who are so much older than you. You know, I'm a high schooler myself, and to be honest, there are very few things that are able to get me up on my feet during an assembly, but I think you would probably be one of them. One of your audience members said, quote, I came to learn, but I didn't expect to be taught by someone who was so much younger than me. Ariana, there must have been at least one person who doubted you, your books, or your company because of your age, right? Oh yeah, that that was definitely. I'll I'll, I'll tell a quick story. There was um a, when I was younger and when I started Big Ideas and we were trying to get the word out to people. Uh, my 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 daddy has this. Well, we we all do. We have a connection uh, in in a, a big business organization that um, that she absolutely like loves and adores. You know all the stuff I'm doing and that I'm a motivational speaker and that she wants me to you know speak to the, their board and all this stuff. And I, what I remember is that she asked me to uh, create a little video and uh, send it and, and and basically she'll play it in front of the big board of directors. There's all these older people. And so I made the video, you know, with all my energy. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm Ariana Fox, all that stuff. And uh, they and she played it and uh, I didn't go to the thing, but my daddy did. And he saw that all of the, the the people really that were there, except for that one connection we made, but all of the, you know, the, the directors are older and they're just like looking at it like this with glazed eyes, like, mm -hmm. and they're like, they didn't take me seriously. They didn't want me to, to, you know, speak or anything like that. They just, they didn't, they didn't want me to because they thought I was too young or they thought I wasn't, didn't get enough experience or anything like that. And, and really I'm like, okay, well, um, I'll keep going because I know that my parents are proud of me. I know that I'm doing it for myself and, I'm, and my, and my family and I'm happy with it. And I know that I'm inspiring others because even if some people don't, some people don't like what I'm doing, I know that others are touched by it and impacted by it. And that is what matters. Yes, Ariana, you know, don't try to argue with them. Just go out there and, and do something about it. That's a great mindset that you have. Now, you've taken that mindset and you've turned it into your company, Big Ideas Kid Coaching. What's that about? Certainly. So Big Ideas Kid Coaching is my business. And what it is, the tagline is inspiring success. What it is, is for inspiring people on a professional level. So what that is, is uh, motivational speaking to kid coaching. Even I have a, a, an, an exciting dream in mind, a goal in mind for the future that when I'm older and when, when kind of like when, uh, when the business evolves more, uh, then I will be able to actually have kid coaches that are basically taught to be kid coaches and to coach other kids to be entrepreneurs to be whatever to be you know actresses you know actors uh, authors all that kind of stuff and basically you have kids coaching kids and that's part of big ideas kid coaches kind of thing um but for right now yeah it's motivational speaking and acting well motivational speaking writing and uh, kid coaching as well so yeah definitely Ariana, I think that's a great idea to encourage and make it easier for more of these kids to, if I could pull a word from Jaco Jackson last week's episode, don't wait to be great. Now, Ariana, I'm trying to stay in chronological order, but this was the year when you released your book, False Awakening, right? Certainly. So I will, I will just mention that I first published it, self-published it with my family in 2018, but I republished it this year, uh, pretty much last month, August, uh, in with, um, Third Coast Books, an awesome publisher. And that was what got me the bestseller. So I'm super excited. Woo. Um, but anyway, so to where I found the inspiration for that writing, well, uh, I remember very, 
clearly that I started around that time getting into lucid dreaming. And I started, I, I looked up some sites. There's this one called worldoflucidreaming.com. If you've ever seen that one, it's by Rachel so-and-so. And um, it was really interesting. And I'm like, this is so cool. I get to like fly in lucid dreams. And basically what it is, for those of you who don't know who it is, what it is, is when you're in a dream and you you know you're in a dream. And so then you can basically do anything. You can control things, you can fly, you can do whatever you want, really. Um, or you can beat your fears, you know, or anything like that. And uh, because you know you're in a dream and you have like power. So that is what I was studying. But then I also found something very interesting called a false awakening. This is a real scientific term, by the way. And what false a false awakening is, is when you quote, wake up, but really you're in your dream. So you wake up, you, you're maybe even doing your normal daily morning routine or something, but you're actually in a dream. And then you wake up and then, and then you're in a, you know, you're in real life and you're like, oh wow, that was a dream, you know? And so that was like really interesting. And I told my parents about this. I was like, oh, guess what I found? This is really cool. And they're like, you should write a book about that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that would be great. I would love to. And so pretty much that day I came up with uh, ideas for characters. And then the next day I started writing and I started writing and writing and writing. I didn't have as much of a plot as I should have, but that was really helped and refined by both of my editors, my previous editor when we self-published and uh, my, my current editor, Ian Gorman with uh, Third Coast Books. And it was just incredible. Uh, that really the process was, it was grueling, but it was great. <laughs> a lucid dream. I mean, you know, it makes sense, and the idea of False Awakening, there's so much storyline that goes with it. Now, Ariana, obviously your parents have had a tremendous influence in you. How much? Uh, a huge bit. <laughs> my parents are in the background right now going like, a little bit. I'm like, no, a huge bit. Um, no, they are a huge influence. Um, they are a huge motivational factor, and they are... I mean, really, they're the only people that I'm like, like I, I, I could, I could care, I couldn't care less because that's actually the proper term. But I couldn't care less if the world thinks my book is terrible. If my parents think it's great, then that's all that matters to me. So yeah, they're definitely they, they help me with all kinds of things. They help me. They actually used to help me a lot with editing my book as well. Right now, it's just me and the editor a lot of times. But they help me with my books. They help me with my writing skills. They help me uh, with delivery when it comes. Like I come up with the content with speaking, but they come up with the delivery and how best to say. It that will impact people's lives and um and ideas and they're the ones who helped me and pushed me to write you know write write the books that i'm writing uh the the current one i'm writing right now saber black is uh was my own idea but a lot of times false awakening for this chronicles there's really a lot of help from them as well and um really just everything i really really appreciate them for you know they're amazing they're the 100 best parents ever so <laughs> yeah parents are so instrumental in a kid's success, whether it's being an entrepreneur or an author like yourself. Now, I'm going to ask you this, uh, and it seems simple, but what keeps you going? <laughs> what keeps me going? Well, that's a great question. It's it's a different different answer for all the different stuff I do, really. Um, when it comes to writing, my passion, 100%. I, I mean, I've ever since I was young, that is my thing. That was my biggest thing. You know, I had all kinds of other little things that I love doing, but that was the biggest thing, the highest thing up there. And I think the passion for writing, the passion for weaving words and weaving stories with, with, with words and, you know, painting images with words, I think that is just amazing. And it's such a 
a, a gift to have, you know, it's such an amazing thing to have and to be able to do. And I love that. I love doing it. Um, I would say for speaking, it's a really good question. In fact, there was even one time when I almost thought about giving up, <laughs> funny enough, you know, and, it, and it's funny because that's one of the things I talk about in my speaking events is never give up, you know, but there was literally a time being human here that I thought about giving up and everybody's human, everybody, nobody's perfect. And I thought, you know, my parents were actually speaking of parents. They're the ones that helped me too to like be like okay you know this is what you want to do and I'm like yes this is my passion you know and they're like okay so keep going don't give up you know you got this and 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 think about not just myself because that's been selfish but think about the people I'm impacting the people that I'm motivating when I am speaking and, you know forget all the hard work you know the people that I am motivating and that I am impacting and changing their lives that is enough to say yes let's keep doing it so that's what kept me going is knowing that I'm changing lives and that's like okay well, let's do it you know forget about me for a second here let's do it you know um, when it comes to voiceover uh, that's always been a passion for me as well and uh, yeah everything else I'm doing you know everything I'm doing is a passion really that's that's one of the biggest things that keeps me going but sometimes passion fades though and so sometimes you have to make sure your purpose never fades but passion sometimes does and so you have to make sure that when it feels like you you don't want to do it anymore is it is it your pat you know the, the passion and the purpose fading and you just you don't want to do it anymore or is it something else lying underneath and I've, I've i've been able to to notice that before too and that's something really important that's really well said ariana you know passion is the number one thing above all for motivation if you don't have a passion for something not to say that you won't but it's much harder to do something well. Ariana, if I threw you in a time machine that sent you 30 years into the future, where do you think you'll be? 30 years, oh wow. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I was like, most people ask, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Where do you want to be in 20? 30? I'm like, oh wow, that's a good question. Um, well, let's see. I'm, I'm about to be 14, like in two months. So say I'm 14 and then I would be basically Okay, well, that's interesting. I'd be 44 years old, which is a very scary thought to think about. But um, I would say I would probably have written a lot of books. Um, I would probably have written like tons and tons and tons of books. I would hopefully have been speaking to tons of different people, uh, huge audiences, maybe even done a, a, a TEDx talk, doing all kinds of huge, you know, uh, speaking events to inspire and impact and empower and energize people. Um, and I would also say uh, lots of voiceover acting and maybe I would also develop some accents I want to learn some some really really cool accents oh and one thing I definitely want to do in less than 30 years but I know that in 30 years I would probably know is maybe in 30 years I might be fluent or close to fluent in Spanish or French or hopefully both uh, that would be super super cool um, and yeah I would just lots of different stuff so yeah <laughs> That's a good question. I would say there are a lot of different keys, but I think the one that I would say that is the most important is that, um, actually I'll just say two if you don't mind. One is that you're never ever too young to succeed. And everybody says this, but it is so true, that you're never too young to succeed. You're never too young to start. You're never ever too young no matter what it is you're doing. Say you want to be an author, right? Well then start writing. You know, you're, you're probably, if you, you know, if there are people watching that are writers already, then then start writing a book they want to publish and just keep on going, keep on working hard. Um, 
if you want to be something that only adults could be like an 18 plus thing, like a, let's say a basketball player or, you know, something like that, then start learning, start taking the steps, start, you know, maybe even seeing courses or classes or learning certain uh, ball techniques or certain things you can do or certain dribbles or anything like that. And, you know, start now so that way when you're, when you are old enough, you'll be like, you'll be, you'll be even more experienced than most of the people that are your age or, or, or older. Uh, so start now 100%. The second key is work hard. Um, really the biggest thing, it seems like a lot of people think that success will be handed to them, you know, on a silver, like a little silver platter. <laughs> but really, uh, success takes hard work and it takes grinding and working because yeah you may have a passion but and you are going to be excited about it but there will be times that you'll feel like giving up there will be times where you'll feel where you'll feel like oh why do i why am i doing this but the biggest thing is to keep at it keep going and you will be rewarded for your hard work so those are basically the biggest two things i would say all right so don't wait and work hard you heard it right here from ariana fox you guys can check out more about Ariana at her website, arianafox.com, or on her Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at AFOXAuthor. Thank you, Ariana, so much for coming on to talk to me today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It was great, great talking to you, too. And also, I wanted to add that as I'm recording this, it's still breaking news that Ariana has turned her book, False Awakening, into a partnership to make it into a full-blown movie, which is crazy. And great congratulations to you, Ariana. Alright guys, you heard it right here, the power that youth have in this world. Ariana took her passion, talked to her parents about how she wanted to be an author one day, they told her, why wait? She's then gone on to write another book, False Awakening and The Princess Chronicles, and she's on her way to writing a third one as well. Ariana Fox, author, motivational speaker, actor, and I don't even know at this point. If you liked today's episode, make sure you listen to the others. Just last week, we had Jaquil Jackson on, and that was amazing as well. Never underestimate what kids can do, and Ariana today is a perfect example of that. And with that being said, I will see you all next week. Thank you so much to Tali Rahman, our audio engineer for the Kid CEO podcast, Bella Yoon, our social media director, and Ada Kasi, our outreach director. Thank you to you all for listening. This could not be done without you all. If you like what we're doing here, make sure you drop us a review. It's free and it helps a lot. And catch up with us at the Instagram for Kid CEO podcast at Kid CEO podcast. Pretty simple, right? That's it, and I'll see you all next week.